Go Loud presents Around the World in 80 Gays. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Minnesota of Around the World in 80 Gays. <laughs> On the main episode, we had the wonderful Martin Beans Ward. Wasn't he something else? Traveller and activist and all-round bloody genius. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, I love the fact that he was just so open about everything. And and it's so important to have people like him on the show because you think you have a notion about what travelling, gay travelling people might be like possibly, but you actually don't find out until you sit down with somebody and go, what was your life like? I know, and his seemed to have been okay and plain sailing enough, yeah. but he often would talk about how hard it is to for a gay traveller to mm. come out into a community as gay because it's kind of not... Uh, celebrated in the travelling no, community, exactly. let me put it that way. So, Catherine, tell me again, remind me, how did you first meet Martin Beans Ward? Well, I brought Martin to his first uh, gay bar. My God, what yeah. a moniker that is. That's amazing. I He asked me, he said, would you bring me to a gay bar? And I said, you know what, I'll do more than that. Come up and stay on my couch. And um, so he came up to Dublin. That's I met amazing. Him and I brought him to a gay bar and he didn't uh, stay on my couch so he could <laughs> fill in the blanks. Stayed in somebody else's couch, yeah, I see. Okay. exactly. I was delighted for him. So, yeah, um, yeah we have had a great little relationship um, from the get-go. Yeah. Um, you can I'm, tell, actually, because there was a real warmth between yeah, you. Yeah, there is a real warmth. And do you go on kind of gay dates now? What happens? We do every so often. I'm meeting him now soon and we're going to go on a little dinner date and yeah. we'll have a little chat and we'll go to a gay bar yeah. and we'll catch up with each other. I just actually... I tap into what his life uh, is like every yeah. so often but to be honest he's actually um, passed me out now at this stage <laughs> he's uh, he's got like so much going on his yeah. comedy is great he's um, after doing his masters in journalism he's Just up for an award in um, oh yeah in radio. he's getting awards now and everything isn't he yeah so yeah and he's inviting me to the award ceremony um, yeah so I'm really proud of him like mm. I mean I, have I any right to be proud of him? He's my friend. I have. You know? Yeah, you have. Yeah. And because I remember at the time you were, when you, especially when you were doing Singing Bernie Watch, there was a yeah. little bit of sort of criticism floating around about how, how dare you take on a travelling uh, you know, character. And here yeah. you are, somebody who's actually a traveller like Martin, saying to you, I love that character. I know. Well, uh, Martin, actually, um, I did a photo shoot with Martin on the front of the traveller's voice. <laughs> And of I course was, you did. Yeah, and it's lovely when you have people saying, oh, Catherine, do you think it's right to do um, a travelling woman? Uh, yeah. And I go, yeah, it is, because the travellers seem to be okay it's, with it. And, and it's I'm affectionate. A, Can I just say, when I see any of the work that you've done over the years, there's always an affection at the yeah. centre of it. You're not belittling anybody. You're not going, isn't this person stupid? You're going, isn't this a way to love this character? Like it's That's what I love about it. I think in your comedy and in great comedy, yeah. there should be affection at the, at the epicentre. You have to have patience thoughts for your character if mm. you don't love your character don't get out and do it because yeah. you're not giving it a life you're not giving it a yeah. a back bible you know you're not giving it a, a it's proper you know like Bernie yeah. when I did Bernie um, I went into the Rosalie with you know no fixed abode <laughs> on me and that was a for me that was a socialist kind of movement yeah. I like was making a point that these beautiful traveller women cannot go into the Rosalie because yeah. they have no fixed address if they have no fixed address yes. lots of travellers have fixed addresses but uh, yeah so that was the point I was making and I absolutely adore the travelling community I'm 
I really am impressed by their mm. traditions and everything. So oh, it too. all comes from the heart, you know. So tell me this, if you could travel anywhere in the world, apart from Nice, of course, which you love, where would it be? I really want to go to Argentina. I'm infatuated at the moment with the percentage of Irish descent there is in Argentina. Uh-huh. And I'd love to have a look at that. And Che Guevara, Ernesto Lynch is in the yeah. family tree. So Talk about me name dropping. She's actually <laughs> related down the line to Che Guevara. Yeah, so I want to find out where that uh, uh, relation mm. is, you know, and I've been told by my sister who went to Argentina that we will be celebrated everywhere because the minute you mention Che Guevara yeah. and the Lynch name and show your passport, they'll throw a party. So I love a party. So they were burbacking even then, oh, yeah. obviously. Now, uh, the other reason, of course, she loves Argentina. If I just said the word... How did you just, like, throw barebacking into a conversation? <laughs> because all you're these kids dirt, are in the world. You're a dirt And there bird. wasn't a condom in sight, is what I mean. And, of course, your love of Malbec. Oh, I love Malbec. I love Argentinian Malbec. And, yeah. And now we know why. Oh. It's running through your veins. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you are hilarious. I think if I was going to travel anywhere this week or next week... You. I know. Jesus, you'd be waiting all bloody day to be asked, wouldn't you? Um... San, either San Francisco, which I have great connections with over the yeah. years, like the Live in San Francisco album I made with Van Morrison, oh, let's wow. say. That's always really, and I went there with Secret Garden with You Raise Me Up and all that. But San Francisco was one of the first places that I ever went as a gay fella yeah. to go and see, and, and again, because of the Armistead Maupin book set in San Francisco, um, you know, Tales of the City. It was the first place I saw normality, gay normality. Gay normality. People holding each other's hands of the same sex. Gay policewomen. Um, a gay cinema, you know, in the Castro, things like that. It was just the first time I ever saw somebody being relaxed about being gay. Even though the pandemic of HIV and AIDS had started really in San Francisco, um, it was still seeing it through. It was dealing with it. That was the early 80s when I first went so to San Francisco. So tells the city you're talking about there. Totally. And... Uh Brian, listeners, yes. he recreated Tales of the City in his own house. And oh, you no, I did. are the very woman. What's Mrs. Her name? Madrigal. Mrs. Madrigal is Brian. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of Mrs. Madrigal in reverse. But what happened was a few things. I, I You know, as a lot of working class people, boys especially, yeah. girls, when you come from a very small house, maybe one of your fantasies is, is grow up and live in a big house. <laughs> so when I made some money, I bought a big house. But of course, it was kind of too big for me, really. And then that's how Catherine Lynch moved in with me. She He's was my... Big house. He's got big rooms. I have yeah. a huge room with a fireplace. No, and then exactly. you go out Chandeliers. the back. Chandeliers. Yes. And you go out the back and there's yeah. the blue room and you go through the garden and then there's the uh, yeah. muse at the end. That's and we right. had a magical time, actually. It was a really magical time. Thank that's you. how we really got to know each other. I know. And that's and why so we're still friends. that's what made me start renting out the rooms because, first of all, there was a shortage of rooms in Dublin anyway. Yeah. So fair play to me for doing my civic duty. And also... He didn't charge anyone. Yeah, hardly at all, exactly. Um, but, also, but also the idea that it's actually very healthy to have to consider other people. People. As much as it, I've always kind of lived He's on my own. He's only come to that realisation <laughs> lately. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other thing I love about a shared space, like the Mrs. Madrigal, you know, getting back to those wonderful <laughs> Tales of the City books. So maybe I should, um, yeah, I, kinda, I did have a short story called The Accidental Landlord. That doesn't mean that I have accidents all the time. It means that I became a landlord by default because of the, t- the downturn. The toilet blew up yesterday. The toilet blew up yesterday, oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but uh, as I said, it's a metaphor for life. Sometimes it's healthy to mop up somebody else's shit. I'm just saying. Well, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sharing too much. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on another bonus around the world in 80 Gays. Oh, follow me at Brian Singing Kennedy online, of course, and of course herself at Catherine Lynch Official for all the latest news and updates. And we'll see you all again next week on Around, around the, the World, world in, in 80 Gays. Gays.